When I say new, you say series. New. Series. New. Series. <laughs> I was unprepared for that, Nick. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And as you can tell, we are starting a new series, series. today. You said new. Yeah, okay, stop now. Um, Every time you say new. <laughs> we are starting a fresh series, <laughs> um, all to do with the fivefold ministry. And um, you are joined just by myself and Matt today. Lucky you. Lucky me or lucky them? Lucky everyone. Blessed them. Blessed everyone. (laughs) Blessed to be listening to our voices. Yeah. Um, Hey, well, we hope you guys are well, wherever you're listening from. Um, Matt and I are sat in the kitchen um, recording this. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk today about one of the um, fivefold ministry gifts. Um, But Matt, um, first of all, just tell us how you're doing. And then would you read um, our opening um, Bible verse that we're going to base this whole series across? Yeah, I'm doing well. The school term is finished. Hallelujah. So Katie and I are both, well, Katie's off completely for a couple of weeks. I'm obviously off part time. I've got annual leave. So the day, if you're listening to this on Sunday, um, today or across the week, um, I'm not your youth pastor. I, I am youth pastor. <laughs> I am. I'm just wow. on annual leave. So uh, email Nick, wow. not me. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm buzzing. We're really excited to have a bit of a break, have some time together and chill. So that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Really good. You are um, currently moving house. Yep, I'm moving house at the moment, and you are very pleased about that. Hey, we've lived up in you, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been really good um, living with you, to be fair. And um, yeah, I moved into a new place, um, bought some new cushions the other day, just to go with the colour scheme. that's good. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with um, that top floor that you live on. You're gonna, like, mi- you're gonna miss me, aren't you? I feel like we need to like just put a match and just burn it all. <laughs> just get or rid just, of all the nick essence. Or just get a massive photo of me so you always remember that I was there. Luke did that, right? When he lived here, yeah, I've, yeah. Pray for me. I've had Nick and Luke living in at my house. Um, when he moved in on the top floor on the stairs, I, I don't think it was a picture of him. I think it was a picture of a random girl. It wasn't Claire. It was just a random girl from university in a do, frame. And do he, we and know he, this? Um, Does and Claire he, know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Claire came here, uh, and he just put it up. It was a gift from someone at uni, as a joke. But he just put it on the wall like a massive. <laughs> I was like, it's so strange. Not as bad as the clock story, but I haven't got time to talk about it today. But we all know how frustrated this clock story gets me. But uh, Luke was great. He living here as well. Uh, yeah, we uh, open door policy here apparently. So the um, clock story though, just quickly, that's the one where you and Katie bought a brand new clock, but Luke bought a clock when he moved in and put it up straight away, so you can uh, put your clock up, right? It was the same day. <laughs> Literally, Luke was moving in. We went out, bought this. Um, I mean, you know how amazing that clock is because it's up now. It's such a nice clock it from ticks. Next. It ticks. From Next, mate. We spent loads of money on that. It laser. moves. It was, it was. We spent too much money for a clock, right? Not loads, but too much. Put it up. Who would spend too much money on a clock, eh? I did. Um, and me. Yeah, and brought it home. I'm like, yes, I'm excited. I'm going upstairs. I'm going to put it on the wall. And literally, obviously, Luke's moved in that day or day before. I go <laughs> to put it in, and there's this puny, tiny, pathetic, plastic, wow. rubbish <laughs> clock. The sort of clock that you'd find like in a classroom in school, sorry, that's kind of like a minute behind because it's just never bothered. Rubbish, absolute rubbish. And I was there like, well, I can't just take it down because bless him, he's put it up in really nice. He's like, oh, like he feels part of the household and he's put his clog up, and that was really lovely. So we, um, so I just put the box next to the sofa and just left it there for the whole five months that he lived there. And the day he moved out, I put it up. Now I said we'd have time for that story, but now we've told it. I was very frustrated. So we're talking about the fivefold ministry, Nick. Let's move straight <laughs> just, to that. Just take a deep breath. I, I'm over it now. Can you tell? No. Um, <laughs> So the fivefold ministry um, is based off uh, some verses in Ephesians four. 
And I've got, I don't know what version I've got here. It says the NS, NASB, uh, but I'm going to read it. The NASA version. The NASB version. Um, and it's what it says. Um, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son and God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. I'm not sure I like that version. Please read <laughs> Ephesians 4, 11 to 16 in like the NIV or like something like that or a message at home, guys. Um, but yeah, so that's what the 5-1 ministry is about. It's about saying, hey, actually, we, some of us are specifically gifted in, in different areas. And those areas are uh, being apostles, being prophets, uh, the office of, of the evangelist, um, pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. And what the 5-4 ministry does is it says that you can, there's a little test you can take online and it helps you understand maybe where your gifting more lies. We can still access all of them um, and use them in our lifestyle um, to, to, to fulfil our, our lives and, and, and be faithful and, and worshipful people. Um, but we all have um, inclinations to different things and we and some people are more like specifically gifted in those things. Mm. Um, and if you look on the website, it, one of the reasons that the, they, they do this is it says it helps with a bunch of things. So it helps believers um, you know, grow in maturity. It helps them to increase their knowledge of God. It helps them develop um, to be strong believers, secure in their faith, uh, but also be people that are continually growing and helping others grow. Um, with an, I like this word, with an outward manifestation of love. Mm. Um, so it, the reason they do this is essentially to say, hey, actually, this is equipping people to be uh, better disciples of Jesus, um, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nick, um, I've taken this before. Um, yeah. The, the, the two that, well, tell you, let's have a little guessing game. What do you think were my top two? Because the test gives you two. Um, your top two were teaching and pastoring. 100%. Yes. Yeah, teacher, teacher, pastor was mine. I reckon, I don't know, maybe you, you sit in the evangelist real well. So I'm going to say evangelist, but I don't know whether that would be your top given, but you do sit there really well. Um, evangelist and probably pastor as well. Or, or was it apostle? Go on. It's actually evangelist and teacher. Evangelist teacher, mm. very cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought it'd be evangelist over there. Great. Well, mm. we totally would encourage you guys to um, after this podcast go and take that test and read into it. That because these sort of tests, whether it's this or like an APES test or um, what's one of the things that people rave about all the time? Love the, languages. Love languages. The the number one enneagram. Any of those things, right? They are useless. If you just take the test and go, oh, I'm this, that's great. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is you look it up and go, well, actually, how does this make me understand who I am better mm. and then apply that to my life to build up maybe the things I'm weaker at or uh, understand why I react to things? The tests themselves are useless. Saying, oh, I'm a six or I'm a three doesn't help. Actually, how does that affect your life and how do you better yourself and learn better and treat other people better, show love better? That's what they're mm. for. And same for this, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. And I just say before you do any kind of online test, look at the scripture yourself. Ask God. Um, you don't even have to ask God what you are. I don't think that's um, as relevant, but ask God what he wants to say to you. Um, and I, and we, we say this about all scripture that we read. If we ask God, what, what do you want to say to me through this scripture, through this passage? Um, then I think that like that's how we build our relationship with God and how we develop it in a really, really helpful and mature way, which that passage says is the kind of point of our faith. 
that we want to reach a level of maturity um, so that we can all be built up together as a body. Um, and, um, you know, all of these um, different five, there's five different things that we're going to look at in the next few weeks. They are all, um, every single one of them um, are for um, works of service to God. So, and what that means is not that we're like going to be like slaves to God. That doesn't mean that at all. But it means that these are all different ways that we can serve the kingdom of God and serve other people. Um, so, like, let's just look like a prophet, for example. A prophet will serve the church and serve people by revealing God's heart for something to them. An evangelist will serve the church by um, reaching out and trying to expand the kingdom of God. Um, we're going to look today at um, the teaching gift, Matt, um, because yeah. that's one that we both um, have scored highly on. Um, so um, people who score highest um, in the little test um, with a teaching position are called light givers in the kingdom of God. So they make the truth and knowledge about God accessible to everyone. Uh, it says they have an ability for breaking confusion and misinformation. They are strategic in helping people know the truth about God and how it applies to their own life. So, Matthew, hello. Hello. Um, teaching gift for you. You are a primary school teacher. Yeah. Does that just mean that you are meant to be a teacher? It does not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, yes, obviously I'm a teacher and, and, may, and they probably do, I bet you, I expect that you'll find a lot of people who are Christians and teachers do have the gift of teaching um, spiritually as well as just uh, within the world of, of education. Um, but for me, like um, what it kind of means, like, that gifting side, it's, it, there's kind of like two, two sides of the coin. There's the side of actually teaching, but actually it's also about uh, learning and understanding. A teacher uh, or someone who scores highly on teaching, who has that gift of teaching, is someone who, yes, wants to be able to um, explain things in the most simple way. So there's absolutely no point being somebody who understands like a really, really deep topic, but can't um, but I can only explain that in a, in in Latin or like in the in in fifty thousand words. A teacher is someone that can take those fifty thousand words and it can mm -hmm. explain it in a hundred, you know. Or you know, and there's, there's there's no need for superfluous language, things like that. Actually, it's about making it accessible um, to more people. And where the gifting comes in is actually what teachers do. Therefore, is that they are good at learning and exploring for the truth yeah. and that's how they then are able because the more you know the better you understand something the easier it is to explain it on a on a more simple uh, level a way it was put to me once was um like the the gift of teaching within within the church is is like the the archaeologist the archaeologist will have a massive field to look in and they will use the techniques that they have to sift through, to dig, and to find the tiniest gold coin that's 3,000 years old. And that gold coin, they'll be able to study it and look at it. And using that knowledge, they will be able to go and explain, not using scientific and massive words, but they'll be able to go and explain to somebody else, hey, this coin is 3,000 years mm. old. It was used by these people in this time. This is what they used it for because they've done all of that work. Most people will see a massive field and go, what the chuff do I do with this big field? But the archaeologist will go, well, I know what to do and how to look for it. It's the same with the teacher. It's, I can see the, all of this knowledge, all of this possible information, but I can get to the important bit and I can explain it really well that then enables other people to leave this place 
um, better understanding who God is, better understanding who they are, mm. and um, actually having taken steps in their faith. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what it means to me, I guess. What, what about for you, Nick? Yeah, I think um, similar, really. It's kind of condensing information so that it's easy, like into kind of bite-sized chunks so we can, we can um, understand things easier. Um, I think um, for me, it's about the communication of that as well. And uh, like we've spoken like that's a massive thing for me um, is the way like I communicate and communicating things really clearly to people, um, meeting people where they're at, using language that they'll understand. Um, if and like you said, if you if you spoke in like archaeological terms, um, I wouldn't have a clue what you're on about. Um, I mean, you 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 speak about lots of different historical things, and I have to go. Can you please speak in English, <laughs> um, Because I just don't understand it. Um, but um, yeah, for me, it's about communicating information and um, all kinds of different things, not just information, but um, it could be a word from God. It could be. Um, something that you've learned, um, something that God's spoken to you, um, telling that, passing that on in an effective way that will help it sink in rather than it just going in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Um, what we want and teachers heart for other other things, other people, sorry, um, is that what they would tell you would sink in yeah. and that you would learn. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's about um, how do I communicate something that I've learned from God in a really effective way so that you can understand it and you can That's apply good. it to your life. Um, it's also about like learning, helping other people learn from my own mistakes. Um, if I can learn from my own life about when I've done something not so well and I can hate, I can say, hey, like this is a really, really good thing to do so that you avoid the pain <laughs> of this. Yeah. Um, then um, yeah, I've got to be able to teach you that and, and how to do it. So um, yeah, teacher, I think teaching is really important. We should all have a heart to learn like all the time. Um, and young people might be a bit fed up of learning because they learn all the time in school, but I want to keep learning. I'm 24 now and I still want to keep learning. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can do in, in our walk with Jesus is to just keep trying to learn and understand more about Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I guess if we kind of like talk about like, um, it's not about like, okay, so I've got the gift of teaching, so I need to go and talk about this all the time. Because <laughs> we all know um, the guy that stands on a pedestal in the high street that's spouting out, some, you know, sometimes it is knowledge, sometimes it is stuff in the Bible, sometimes it's not, we all know that. But regardless of what the guy says on that street... I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an effective way of teaching or evangelism. <laughs> um, but so so actually, we have to use our understanding in a really applicable way. You know, I know, like Nick mentioned it, often at the lunch at, lunch, at the dinner table, we'll be chatting about a topic, and I'll suddenly pitch in with it. Oh well, this that's how it links to this in like twelve forty seven when this battle happened. And like, <laughs> I'm not doing that to teach. I'm doing it because I actually find that fun, right? But if I sat at a dinner table and I went, well, actually, that's what, and this is what it means for us, and it, it just, it wouldn't sink in, right? And so how and when we use it, it is down to our heart behind it. It's not about being, oh, I'm knowledgeable. It's about saying, oh, I just want to, I just want to expand this love for Jesus and love for truth. And because the more we know the truth, uh, the more we can mm. understand who he is, the more we can understand our purpose for our own lives. You know, it, it says in, in, um, in the Psalms and that 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 God um puts the desires of our of our our hearts um on us and we, He helps us understand that. But the way we understand our desires better is by understanding Him better. So the more we understand the truth and understand who He is, um, the easier 
or the more consistent that is. Mm. Um, so yeah, it is, it is important to use it well, but that doesn't mean, oh, well, if I'm a teacher, I've got to preach, right? It's not about being on a podium and, and saying 20 minutes or half an hour or 40 minutes sometimes or longer. Um, it's not about preaching, is it? It's about actually being able to pass on that, that love. I guess, where else, apart from preaching, would we expect people to use that gift, Nick? Yeah, I think, I think in your everyday life, um, I want to like create like an environment where people can learn from from my life and the way I do things. Um, I I will have put lots of thought into the way I do th- like just normal things in my life, like structuring my day. Um, if you, I remember a while ago, I set up this um, thing. It was just like a weekly planner, and you know I do this every like Monday morning. Mm. Um, I just write out everything that I need to do this week and it's all in one place so I can see it. Um, and I remember just teaching that to some other, some friends and some um, family members, just saying, hey, this has really helped me structure what's going on um, and helped me to not miss anything. Because um, I found that I kept missing um, like little tasks that I needed to do because I didn't write them down. Um, and so I just thought, right, I'm going to create something, create this little A4 sheet and then was able to teach that and share that with other people. Um, so that they could structure um, their work or their school or their university life um, much better. Um, and so it's not, it, I think it doesn't just cover spiritual stuff. Everything has an element of being spiritual because it's created in, by God. Yeah. Um, however, um, yeah, I think it's um, to do with just passing on things that are helpful to people. Um, uh, yeah, in, in every area of their life. If yeah, I can teach good. someone how to shop for themselves when they're like, I don't know, 16 years old and they've never like done a food shop for themselves. Yeah. If I can teach someone that, that's, an, that's a valuable life yeah. skill. If I can teach someone how to cook a meal, that's, that's valuable. That's really good. Like, yeah. So it's not just like, I want to teach you the Bible 24-7. It's actually, I can share my life with you yeah. and you can learn from me what I've done well and what haven't. Yeah, and that's, again, that brings us back to the idea of that's practical love, isn't it? And, and and that's probably why teachers who teach in education often do have that gifting because they've they've used that spiritual gifting and it's kind of exploded into the rest of their lives, hasn't mm. it? Okay, well, what about, let's think about people who maybe feel like they don't have that gifting or people that do. Like, um, we chatted about this with, with Dan and like they're not, we're not off the hook, right? Because, teaching and all of these gifts are for all of us in 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 to a certain level yeah now it might not be that you that somebody naturally leans towards teaching because they might be a real pastor or a real apostle or something like that but they can still teach within within life spiritually and and in the in the practical i guess so first of all focusing on the on the spiritual what practical things can we do to develop our spiritual ability to teach well mm. I think it's um, to do with our own heart and attitude towards, um, like, do I want to learn about God? Yeah. Do I want to learn more about Jesus? Do I really want to get to know him more? Um, once we've got that, um, I think that naturally leads you to read more. Um, and I would encourage you to read a wide variety of different stuff so that you can form your own kind of perspective that fits in with what God says. Um it's really helpful. I think some some of us get caught up in reading lots of Christian books, but never actually reading the Bible for ourselves. Yeah, I've been guilty of that before. Of just going, oh, yeah, I am going to read this cool leadership book by this person, like a really well famous. Yeah, um, but then you never actually get around to reading those verses in the Bible for yourself. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, something that I found really helpful a while ago. I read this book called Win from Within by John Gray, who's a pastor in the states, and um, I read he was talking about a passage. Um, 
to do with um, two guys called Jacob and Esau. And I read the scripture parallel to what I was reading in the book. So he basically did a study on it and I read the scripture alongside and I was looking at what he was saying and trying to ask God for myself as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I'd encourage people to um, to read around, read lots of different points of view um, so that you understand um, what God like what what side God wants you to take what yeah. what sort of um I mean there's there's not just like two sides to this to 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 this thing there's loads of different sides to it yeah, so um so yeah so read lots of things um but also just keep asking God keep having an attitude to learn from Him yeah um one thing that um I'd love to encourage you to pray is to ask Jesus what He is wants to speak to you today what is He praying for you today um the Bible says that Jesus is interceding for us so um. I mean, that basically means that he's praying for you today. And so if you ask Jesus, what, what are you praying for me today? What do you want to speak to me in this moment? Um, that is always a great way to keep your hunger for learning um, like apparent and um, I can't think of the word to keep it active. Yeah, um, that's good. So, yeah, it's, it's about having an attitude to learn. Um, but then also finding the right moments to pass that on as well. That's good. I think that last point as well about um, that whole learning thing and with, with, with prayer and stuff like that, what that comes down to is are you are you willing to listen? Mm. Um, because I think when we talk about teaching, we think it's a, it's a talking gift. Um, but again, even like if you go back to the educational stuff, um, one of the biggest things within teaching is is allowing young people to talk kids children to talk and so i might ask an open question um that allows a discussion amongst young kids um and when they come to it when they come to their own conclusion and um, that's when they learn the best that's that's basic edu- educational theory yeah, if yeah. i if i uh, tell you the answer you'll know that answer but you won't be able to go and do it independently by yourself if i give you the structure mm-hmm. to be able to do it yourself and, and and it will take longer but you sit down and you work it out and you you will then be able to go out and do it yourself and probably teach other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, as a teacher, listening and, and working out where things need to go is is as important. So as someone who's learning to teach better or learning to understand that gift better, uh, listening to people and the Bible and Jesus is really important. So I would really encourage you to, um, to be open to listening to more people, but then discerning whether that's something you take on or not. Because too often I think yeah, sure. we go, oh, well, I'm only going to listen to pastor this person or pastor because they're the pastors. No, you can learn off like great aunt Marge in the corner. You can, you can learn off a young person. You can learn off, Love Marge. you know, you can learn off the, 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 any person in church and in your life too often we go, oh, well, they're not above me or they're, or whatever. Even when you're, even in like school, you can learn off a year eight. If you're in year 10, if totally. you're, if you're ready to listen, yeah. That doesn't mean we accept everything. No, we have to be discerning and go, okay, well, I'm not going to take that in. Um, but that's to do with your wisdom. Um, but pl- yeah, definitely be open to learning because the more experiences you can understand, again, the easier it is for you to explain a situation. So for example, this might come as a shock, Nick, but I've never been a teenage girl. <gasps> I wasn't. Dun, dun, dun. I wasn't a teenage girl. Um, so I cannot... <laughs> teach from the perspective of understanding what it's like to be a 14 year old girl but i tell you what i can listen to teenagers teenage girls and i can listen to women who were and i can understand their experiences and assimilate that to my understanding what the bible says and therefore be a better teacher from listening to them yeah um, and we can all do that yeah man. um so that's the teaching gift 
if um, if this is kind of this is something maybe you maybe you've done the test and teaching came up and you want to talk about it, do send us a message on Instagram at We're Alive Youth. Um, across the whole summer, we've got uh, four more of these talking about each of the five fold mysteries. But we're also live every Friday night on YouTube at seven thirty with our summer sessions. Yeah, we are, um, which is so good. We've got we've ju- we've just had an amazing uh, one with Ruth speaking. Uh, I tell you what, this is exclusive. We've got Joe Hargreaves coming up. Come on, we've got uh, one fr- one. Pre- uh, preacher and myself and Nick and we've also got Betsan Russell uh, bringing, us, bringing us the word as well uh, amongst uh, loads of uh, visits and challenges eggs and chocolate and eggs. toothpaste um, so it's going to be a lot of <laughs> you just naming your shopping list now <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's what we bought um, so there's a lot of random stuff mixed in with some real good wisdom for this summer all coming together for one event online at the end of summer which we're really really excited about yes. so don't miss out on stuff um, connect with us on Instagram at we are li- at oh gosh at, come on what is it at we are alive youth hello and then what's the last thing to say Nick bye not this week <laughs> we love you and, and there's, there's nothing, nothing you can do about, about it bye bye <laughs>